0: Welcome to the St Albans Podcast, bringing you news, views and reviews for the City and District of St Albans, in association with the Hearts Advertiser.
1: Welcome along to another edition of the St. Albans podcast with me, Danny Smith. Coming up on this edition, we're going to be hearing from Grey Wall. Uh, He's from the St. Albans uh, arts team uh, to do with the council. He's basically like the council's sort of commissioner for fun or something like that. But anyway, he'll be telling us about things that uh, that they've got planned coming up for this festive period. We'll also be hearing from uh, Becky Alexander, our very own food and drink correspondent. Um, But first, uh, with the local news, let's welcome back onto the St. Albans podcast the inimitable Laura Bill. And the curmudgeonly Matt Adams. Hello. 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 So, what's first?
2: Just to give you a clue. Yeah. Do, 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 do,
1: do. Do, 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 do. <laughs> ja, ja, ja. Oh, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> bake, bake off. <laughs> I'm a celebrity.
2: <laughs> oh, it's a lovely story.
3: Yeah. Strictly come dancing couple. Okay. Um, uh, Rose Ailing Ellis and Giovanni Panice. Uh, they made a surprise visit to students from uh, Heathland's School for the Deaf in St Albans. Uh, Now, Rose is uh, an actor. She's on EastEnders. She's deaf. Um, She's done a lot, really, to raise the profile of... um, not only the, the the challenges faced by deaf people, but also the whole British Sign Language thing, and you know how important it is to to learn that and sort of stuff. They've done a load of really amazing routines, haven't they? You're you're the Strictly fan. I love Strictly.
2: Us. I'm just I'm I'm interested that Matt's sort of gesticulating with his hands as he's talking. <laughs> I don't know if it's his attempt at sign language.
1: No, I think he's trying to stay warm. Or he's a bit cold, a bit in, cold here. in here? Yeah.
2: Okay. Um, Oh, I love strictly, and I think
1: she's doing an amazing job i'm I, I now i don't watch strictly at all, but I know of her, and I know of what she 's done and i I mm. was reading about this that 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 she she's made people aware a bit more about what it's like to be deaf because some people have kind of said but you're deaf, so how on earth can you dance to music because you can't hear music? And she's, she's helped to educate people and ha- made them aware of what it's like and how she can experience music and she mm. can experience the beat and rhythm and things like that. And so I think, I think she's done a wonderful job in, in educating people, um, you know, to, to, to showing them a bit more about what it's like to be deaf, to mm. live with,
3: with deafness. They did a, the whole mm. one routine where they just stopped the music and they carried on dancing, so it was deadly silent. That was amazing, wasn't it? I saw mm. that on the news. Mm.
2: Yeah, that was her sort of. She wanted to bring that bit into the dance, to stop the music and carry on dancing, and to show the hearing community that what it's like.
3: She uses a muscle person. memory, apparently. According to Giovanni, that's how she, you know, in her brain she's still counting. She can remember what she has to do, the technique, and everything. So that's how she. Yeah, it's all based on all. counting mm. the whole thing. Yeah, mm. but um, also on the back of it, because they did on one of the when they did the Viennese waltz, they put um, some sign language into it. And apparently mm-hmm. that saw a 500% increase in um, online searches yeah. for BSL.
2: Yeah, how do I learn British Sign Language? Yeah. Have
3: yeah. you done any sign mm. language?
2: I've actually been to Heathlands before, years yeah. and years and years ago, and they taught me a tiny little bit. I remember a song about when I am hungry, I look for food. I go to the cupboard when I'm in a hungry mood. I can probably still remember the sign language for that, but Makaton is what I oh, use. right, yeah. I've used yeah. m- much more than British Sign Language. I think British Sign Language is like the more... Tricky one mm. of the two.
3: What, what
1: was the other one you mentioned? Makaton. Okay, and that's that's another form of sign language, is it?
2: It's sign, yeah, it's sign language um, that's more aimed at people of all with all sort of different disabilities and things. Mm. Whereas BSL is particularly for deaf people. Right. Okay. Um,
1: oh well, so well done to these uh, th- this strictly dancing duo then that have uh, come to this. Yeah, uh, they local were they school. were
3: inspirational. Apparently, you know. Yeah. really... They just love to meet them and they're almost like, you know, your heroes. Really. Yeah.
2: It's brilliant at Heathlands. It's a yeah. great community. <clears throat> yeah, we All do the quite te- a lot Most of them, the teachers we. there are deaf, you know. It's, it's really, yeah, really is a special place. Yeah.
1: And I think it's great then that, that a programme as popular as Strictly is helping to educate people, but helping to raise awareness and, and, and you know, using its position in such a positive way. Yeah. Mm. All I can say is 10 for Heathlands. <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> very good thanks then
1: yeah. <laughs> didn't he go seven though yeah yeah we can edit that later mate thanks that's amber yeah we used to we used to do that on the radio we used to have a clip of him going seven and we used to do a daily thing where we you could ask glenn goodman a question and it was like what what's the longest river in whatever he goes seven yeah. <laughs> how many how many dwarfs did snow white have Seven. Oh,
2: i love that <laughs> well, idea yeah
1: what's five plus two seven and uh yeah that ran for weeks we, we get listeners to, f- to to send in a question for Len Goodman every day and they quickly cottoned on and would send in a question that, yeah. where the answer would be 7
2: like 10 minus
1: 3 you're getting the hang of it
3: yeah, yeah. 1970s sci-fi show Blake's <laughs> yeah there you go see
1: there's loads of them um, but anyway then we did another one with. Uh, how
2: many Keith. children does Matt Adams have <laughs>
1: at least seven (laughs) and we then did one with uh, Kiefer Sutherland from 24 where we had a clip of him going damn it and we'd ask a question you get it wrong every day and he just play. damn it anyway we'll have more from yeah we'll have more from Laura and Matt in a moment Becky Alexander is back she's here with us uh, for another look at food and drink Uh, hello Becky
4: Hi Danny. Hello. How are you?
1: Um, we've just talked about that for like ever, so you don't need to ask me that now.
4: I was just doing in the radio thing? Um, <laughs> uh, you know, the podcast thing. Yeah, well, we're, we're gonna talk about baked goods. Um, you were just saying about your friend he trained to be a baker, um, which is very handy because I want to talk about a bakery.
1: Okay, yeah, all right. No, let's let's do this.
4: So, um the pudding stop. Now, I'm sure anyone who lives in in St. Albans and the Hertfordshire area knows about the pudding stop. And I went along to their new sort of cafe shop, which is in Harpenden. So we've got a pudding stop in St. Albans. And people will probably know them from having the sort of van outside the train station mm. and um, sometimes sort of market stalls and vans in St. Albans Centre. So they have um, opened up in Harpenden. And I went along and had a, a cup of tea with, with Johnny Shepherd, who is uh, Mr. Pudd. He started the whole business, and and sort of found out how it's gone. And um, it's been just over ten years since he started.
1: Wow, it's as long as that.
4: Yeah, so he's done very well. So it's a lovely sort of cafe space there. So um, right next to Marks and Spencers and um, opposite Church Green. So it's a bit more spacious than the St Albans one. He's got a whole sort of, you know, it's got a big seating area. Um, you can go in and you can buy cakes and things to take away. They're also doing this sort of bake at home pudding section where you can um, get things like sticky toffee pudding or oh I don't know all sorts uh, apple crumble and you take it home and you cook it at home so um, you could say this is the one I made myself or you can fess up up to you
1: <laughs> yeah okay so so you could buy all the like you could buy a kit to make make one of their goodies at home. Or you could just buy some of their goodies and take them out of their packaging and, and just bung them in a bung them in a, 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 a quality street tin and just say, look what I've just done.
4: No judgment. Yeah. No judgment here. Yeah.
1: I did that many years ago. Had um a, a friend of both of us, uh, Lucy from Heaven is a Cupcake, onto my old radio show. And I had just bought something from Iceland that was like four of them for a quid. And I ripped out of the packet, put it on a plate. And I said to her, I said, oh, do you want one of these? I've just made them. And she, she, she was very impressed and, and completely gullible, went along with it.
0: Oh, that's terrible.
4: Yeah. what were, I'm actually curious to know what they were now.
1: I think it was frangipans or something like that, which isn't even that easy for a baker to make at home.
4: No. Wow. There yeah. you go.
1: Yeah. Hello, so, Lucy.
4: Hello, Lucy. Um, so the other thing Johnny's done is he has opened a bakery in Redbourne, so um, he had basically outgrown the St Albans uh, bakery. They were basically baking upstairs in their shop. Mm. So he's now opened um, a bigger uh, premises in Redbourne, and that's also open at the weekend. So if you live over that way, or you're out walking or cycling, you can go on a Saturday and a Sunday morning. And they're setting up benches outside. So if you want to go for a coffee or get something, you know, get something to eat there um Saturday and Sunday mornings as well.
1: Okay. And they've still got the place in Veriland Road?
4: Yes, they have. Um as we speak, I think it's actually closed while they're refurbishing it or repainting or whatever they're doing, but it will be open any day again. Right. So they were just re- they had it all set up um for COVID times with a ca- just basically takeaway. And I think what he was doing is putting all the tables and seating back in so people can go back in and um eat their donut
1: in um in
4: the
1: in the warmth, you know. <laughs> okay or brownie or whatever. Yeah. So so put the pudding stop if, if people aren't familiar with it, um am I right in thinking you you could go along kind of like at any other sort of cafe, you know, and and you know get get a get a drink and, and then get one of their lovely um um you know sort of sweet offers to go with it. Uh but um I'm sure now correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure somebody told me as well that that sometimes like some friends of mine said that they go out for a meal somewhere and then rather than having a dessert at the restaurant, we'd go to the pudding stop afterwards for the, for like that course of their meal. Is that a way that?
4: Yeah. Yeah. So that's always, I mean, that's how it sort of started. I think in a way Um, people, you know, absolutely. You could go in the evening. So, and I love that idea. So their puddings were amazing in the evening and you can get sort of custard and ice cream or whatever to go with it. Um, And I think, you know, if you think about some of the restaurants in St. Albans, they're not really that into the pudding bit of it. Um, So I think at the moment, they're not doing that in Harpenden yet. I think it's just as they sort of get all the staff up to speed, they might do that at the weekends. Right. Um, I don't know. They've got to work out if that works for them. um, St. Albans is open till eight o'clock. So it depends what time you're eating. But I think from um, my understanding is, they're open from quite early on in the morning until the evening. So for them, they've got to figure out staffing and if, if that's viable for them. I think as we get back into more normal life, hopefully they'll open in the, all the evenings again.
1: Okay, Yes, it looks like the Harpenden one at the moment is open every day from 10 till 6, uh, according to their website. So you can find out more about them at thepuddingstop.com, which we've also linked to in the uh, episode description of this this podcast episode. And we'll have more from Becky in a moment.
5: Hi, I'm Chris Aikman. Join me, local author Howard Linsky, and St Albans podcast producer Sam Rolfe for this St Albans film guide. Each week, one of us will guide you through the new releases at the cinema and on streaming services. We'll also give you our choice of the best films to watch on UK free-to-air TV for the forthcoming week. So if you're a film lover, join us for a chat about all things movie-related every week as part of the St Albans podcast. New episodes will be released every Friday morning, For more information, visit storbanspodcast.com or find us where any good podcasts are found.
1: We're back with another news story now from Laura and Matt.
3: Right. Well, we're in the middle of an ongoing public inquiry into whether uh, the former Hatfield Aerodrome, which is on the border between St Albans and Welling Hatfield, should be turned into a quarry um, where they would would extract up to 8 million tonnes of sand and gravel over a 32-year period. Now this inquiry is, is ongoing and there's various representations. I think it's expected to finish later this week. Um, Been very, very contentious. A lot of people are happy about what it means because mm-hmm. you're going to have loads of lorries rumbling through Colney Heath. Um, it's going to be in the, you know... Is that why
2: people are quarried about it? <laughs>
3: <sighs> you're digging yourself a really deep hole there. aren't <laughs> Very good. But so this is this is happening at the moment. So the big, big public inquiry. Everyone's giving representations and saying this and the other. Um, uh, while this is ongoing, the the, the company that wants to um, develop it, um, Brett Aggregates, have put through another application, planning application, slightly tweak twe- uh, tweak in case it, the public inquiry doesn't go their way, mm. and then they've got another another shot at it. So um, it's all you know. This is all furthering. Um, you know, the the disagreements from the people. One of the other things that's been raised is that um, as part of these plans, there was a promise for a country park at Ellenbrook way back in 2000. Um, That was agreed when the owners of this land, Arlington, were given permission to build a business park and new homes. Um, none of this has ever happened so this was a section 106 yeah um, section 106 for C- this can that. you explain what that is so that's is. basically a um you scratch our back we scratch yours agreement so if if um, when the council gives approval for a development of a certain size with it comes a um a remit that uh the developer has to pay for some sort of infrastructure and that's so agreed new in school. It,
1: and that's all part of the agreement yeah, it's isn't all it?
3: agreed in it yeah
1: now isn't it though a thing that sometimes these things Take a very long time to materialize or do not take the shape
3: that they initially look like or yeah we've seen it in the past, but this is it's exploited yeah, isn't it, it basically is, yeah yeah, this has been completely ignored, you know they're saying that the you know the um They'll They'll return it to a country park after they've dug it up. So, so <laughs> 32 years' time. Yeah. That's a really long time. So to wait,
1: 21 years ago, they built this business plot, park and homes and were committed to building a country park alongside it. Mm-hmm. And as yet, they still haven't done yeah.
3: that. And now they're looking at something 32 years ahead of this process. Wow. Everyone will be long gone by the time that happens.
1: Do you think the council need to, to do more? Or is it a gov- the, government the government need to do more about it. Section 106?
3: Yeah, they need to toughen it up, really. Because that's
1: ridiculous. 21 years after that was done, that they haven't actually built I'm the I'm trying to think the if Protestant. there's anything
3: else that's been quite as long. There was, when they did, when they built the, um, down at uh, the King Harry, the King Harry development, there were a load of a, a Section 106 agreements there that were ignored, right. um, I believe, and they ended up having to build something somewhere else. And sometimes you'll get it where um, they'll have, like, an, a clause saying they have to have, build um, a certain number of affordable homes... Um, and they might not want to do it on their development. So with um, Gabriel Square, they in, to get around this, they bought a load of properties and the surrounding roads and made turn those into affordable housing. So actually Gabriel Square itself hasn't got any. No. Yeah. It hasn't got an awful lot of tenants though either, has no, it? No, it? it's quite empty and its sort of late 70s Mediterranean sort of feel. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It reminds me of Canberra Sands, actually. <laughs> Does it? Yeah. Sort of blocky and empty okay <laughs> windswept
1: <laughs> good chips <laughs> yeah. so, so the <laughs> the St part. Albans councillors are saying then that they want to see this this country park before the quarry is considered yeah. but the developers who want the quarry have actually put a second application
3: in yeah they're effectively really pushing for, asking the same yeah. thing yeah wow this wow. is how it works in the world of planning so it's, it's, it's what fascinates you isn't it Laura it does Why you get up every morning
2: planning stories yeah they're my fave mm
3: mm-hmm. Maybe but, give you to do some
1: more next week. But, it's, but, but, the, the, but the story behind it, the way that these developers make think, yeah, promises really that they then mm, don't yeah. follow through. And those promises are things that would enrich our communities. Mm. You know, having a, a, a new country park built nearby would be a great no, thing no, for the I area. Know, know. And then and them being told they can build their development if they do one of those, they go, yeah, 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 sure, whatever, and then don't do it, that's terrible. It and they do need to be, they, there needs to be tougher measures in place to keep them honest yeah totally anyway uh well thank you for for shining a light on that and uh, keeping us uh, abreast of what's happening there we will have more from Laura and Matt in a moment joining me now on the St Albans podcast is Gray Wall uh from the St Albans arts team he's basically the minister of fun for St Albans uh uh, hello Gray
5: Hi, good to be back.
1: Yeah, you were our very first remote guest, right in the early days of lockdown. You were the very first person you guinea pigged our system.
5: There, uh, there we go. Set, yeah. Always setting the trends.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, never following them. Always <laughs> setting them. That's grey warfare. Um, so yes, yeah, so great, Gray. You're 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 part of the St Albans Arts team, and you've got quite a packed program that you're here to talk about uh, in the run up to the to, to Christmas. So. Yeah. Where where do you want to start with this?
5: We have, well, so basically it, it's our Tinseltown uh, events, which, which are back and it's, it's obviously we couldn't do them last year. So it's wonderful to be back doing, doing sort of real life things with real life audiences. Um, our, our Christmas kind of kicked off last uh, weekend with the Christmas cracker when we had two stages there. And we also had some live music at St Albans sleep out, but um our, our Tinseltown programme uh, starts this this, this week, uh, uh, right today, in fact, on uh, Wednesday, um, and will uh, run through uh, until December 18th. And, and every Wednesday and every Saturday, so every market day, uh, we'll be at the Clock Tower with amazing live music from 12 o'clock till three um, and uh, a whole host of special guests and special guest hosts as well um in there so so in fact every Saturday we have a special guest host coming along which includes um this coming uh Saturday the 27th of November we have changed the world through music um uh which is a, a great little organization um and then on sort of consecutive Saturdays we have Lemon Rock uh Blue Angel Acoustic Cafe and the Flying Squirrels Pop-Up uh Acoustic Club. So all of those we've we've invited to 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 sort of um uh to, to host and invite their their own uh gang along. Um so those those will be great. And then as I say every Wednesday as well. Um so if you're in town for the market uh come come on down and and, and find us. Or, or come in specially because it, it's, uh, it's a great atmosphere. I know, I know the big, uh, the big Christmas decorations are up in town already. So we've got a big Christmas bauble by the clock tower. And and one of the Nutcracker men as well. If you're doing the Nutcracker trail, oh yes, that's you all can, around
1: the town, isn't it? Yeah,
5: and you can. I, 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 that's probably a spoiler alert, but I can tell you that <laughs> one of them is by the clock tower. <laughs> there you go. You heard that here Sorry. first. Don't tell anyone else. Yeah, an exclusive
1: there for the listener. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, fantastic. Absolutely. Um, and and yeah, the, I mean it's it's great. Saint Albans is for those who perhaps haven't quite experienced some of the things that that Gray and his team have put on in the past. We are like top heavy in talent locally aren't we we've got some amazing local talent and 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 some some wonderful musicians and other artists as well um and I, I often say about wonderful musicians I also need to say that we've also got some good bass players because they often feel left out when I praise <laughs> the musicians yeah um there's one or two listening they'll love that but uh but no we we are fortunate aren't we for you know little little old St Albans and what we just got loads of uh
5: loads of talent we do. I mean, definitely in the music stakes, we sort of punch above our weight, uh, considering how how big a city we are. But I mean, we've always been an amazing music city, and uh, part and part of that, I'm sure, is down to the fact that we have so many wonderful pubs around um, that host live music, so mm. so that opportunity is there for musicians to perform. Um, but uh, no, we're we're, ne- we're never short of uh, great musicians and great promoters as well. Those grassroots promoters who, who, as I say, we we kind of got some of those guesting uh, on Saturday nights, presenting their own stuff down there. So places like the Blue Angel, which has been around forever, and uh, and ha- and having Lemon Rock based here in in town, which of course is a national. Yeah, really but how spoiled um,
1: are we to have that you know, you know as well yeah great yeah, resource so and again very for, special for those who don't know Lemon Rock is is uh basically it's a gig guide isn't it and it's an app yeah. now and and it's used mm. all over the place but it comes from here in St Albans Mac McLaren um one of our very own um, local musicians uh runs runs that he built it um and then Blue Angel that you just mentioned there that's at the Horn on a Sunday yeah. night
5: yeah every Sunday at the Horn and I mean. I, I, th- I, I mean, God, I, I honestly don't know how long it's been there, but it's it, it must be twenty something years uh, at least. So, you, know, you must b- have been b- a child b-
1: b- when it started, Gray.
5: I was two when I did my first <laughs> gig at the Blue Angel. No, I'm, I'm fibbing, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm about the same age as Bill actually. <laughs> so, um, but he, he he's a he's a local legend, local institution, and uh, that's that's great to have to have him along. But was, as I say, I mean, it's, so it's the first. But it's always nice to have the new stuff coming through. And um, Laura, who runs the uh, the Flying Squirrels nights, I think uh, I think most often at the Goat she does those. Okay. Um, and so she's come on board for the first time. Well, I'm so, not so and, familiar
1: with that one. So what? So that's at the Goat. Is that just another?
5: Wh- so what it, is it? it? It's an open mic. Uh, she's she's a musician her, herself, um, a drummer and ukulele player i think are her two main instruments um but yeah she she hosts uh, I, th- I think i think a very informal um and i think sometimes they they uh she'll um sort of back people up so music- musicians that are there sort of almost in-house musicians will will help them back out back up other musicians okay. as well. I, again i i mean I'll, i'm sort of with you it's not one that i've, I've fortunately i'm un- been fortunate enough to to go along to very much but um uh but yeah great to have that new blood coming through okay uh, which is yeah always great. what we're on the lookout for
1: well great thank you for this so every uh every wednesday and saturday uh, from now up until the 18th of december uh, mm. 12 o'clock at the clock tower three hours of of live music and and other sort of entertainment there uh, and if you want to know more the uh, st albans arts team have a facebook page and all the events are listed there and you don't even need to try very hard to find it. Just look in the description of this podcast episode right now. You can click on that, and you'll you'll it'll take you straight to that page, and you can see those events for yourself. Uh, particularly if there's maybe a you've got a favourite local artist and you want to see when they're on, then uh, do, do check that out. But uh, great thank you so much for coming on and for sharing that with us and uh, not at all and you know pass on our regards to everyone who's who's working with you to to put these events on you know it's a a, a, i don't think we can praise them enough you know we 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 need our we need we need this sort of stuff and as now as much as ever and we're
5: grateful for you for it (laughs) i think you're right but no it's a pleasure pleasure for us so uh thanks ever so much for having us again Hi, I'm Elspeth Jackman, inviting you to listen to my podcast, One to One with Elspeth. Find a local person with a story, and I'll be there to draw out all those little details you want to know about. If I'm fascinated, so will you be. Each week, I'll be talking to an interesting character who has a tale to tell. And the beauty of it is you can listen whenever you want to. To find the podcast, go to your podcasting platform of choice and search for The St Albans Podcast. Alternatively, go to storbanspodcast.com slash Elspeth. That's One to One with Elspeth, part of The St Albans Podcast in association with The Hearts Advertiser. You never know, you could be my next guest. We're back with Becky.
1: What's next?
4: Well, we've just come to the end of um, COP26, the big sort of climate conference up in Glasgow. And I've been following that with quite a lot of interest, particularly how it relates to food. And there's been some quite interesting chats and stuff and events. You could sort of go to quite a lot of events just online. Um, I also went to the Climate uh, March in St. Albans last weekend um, that sort of happened in the town centre and ended with um, a a really good speech by our MP Daisy Cooper and I thought I was I was sort of interested in it because um, I was thinking what do the people of St Albans think about all that and in relation to food and in the very same week we've had the opening of a new burger chain right in the centre of St Albans and I have to say I thought the timing was interesting um we've been told by climate scientists and the national food strategy that we're meant to eat less meat i'm always banging on about this as you know um danny and it's like you know we're meant to be eating you know using less packaging less takeout stuff and yet are we actually doing anything about that or we're just carrying on exactly as we are I don't know. I don't have any easy answers on it, but I'm not I'm not dazzled by our local efforts in that area. We shall see.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's that there's there's a lot of different issues, I guess, both pros and cons with 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 like a new uh, burger chain opening in the town centre that, that, you know, on the one hand, it it, it is providing jobs and it's having an impact on the economy. and, And certainly at the moment, it looks it looks busy it looks like it's getting a um, a lot of custom and all of that is positives but then there are plenty of negatives with it as well you know there are existing burger places uh, that are actually locally run not not part of a big chain you know that and that's something as well and and it does seem to me that as much as we as people who live locally bang on about supporting local things we are very quick to go to a national chain for a coffee or or, you know for for, for food and and I'm probably as guilty as anybody else on 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 that you know so I'm not trying to be all judgy but but yes it's 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 not it's a complex issue isn't it
4: it is a complex issue I mean I talk to a lot of small independent businesses as you know and I know off the top of my head who would like to open up in St Albans and they cannot compete with the big chains with with money they just can't they can't pay the rents that are being asked of them and they too would love to be local employers and um and have jobs and bring offerings to the city centre um, and they just can't um, and it is slightly depressing um, I also know that there are businesses who are offering a similar thing, as you say, burgers or whatever, lunchtime foods. And they have already had a lost lost business. So I am a bit depressed by that, to be honest. Not every opening in St. Albans is a good thing. Um, We shall see. We shall see how it goes. I should imagine they'll do absolutely fine. I just wish there was a little bit more joined up thinking about this. Yeah. You know, it can't always be about chasing the money, can it?
1: Well, it, it, it shouldn't be, should it? Um, but uh, I mean, w- one of the other things that I'd heard, um, w- w- which was a positive for this particular um, chain that's just opened. I know neither of us are saying the name of it. <laughs>
3: <not>. <laughs>
1: well, we're not saying anything in, in front flam- flam- of No, no. They, oh,
3: they, any bigger. they don't
1: need any help from us, but, um, but they're open till 10 at night and they're, somebody said to me there aren't any other places in the high street that don't serve alcohol that are open that late so if you were looking to go somewhere of an evening and you didn't want to drink so that might be because you're underage it might be because you you choose to avoid alcohol for for whatever reason you know you, you you're limited you go into london and every coffee shop in london is open till very late at night so you've got a yeah. you know there's a there's a, a plethora of choices um, the only other place that used to do this was the Dunkin' Donuts that used to be in the town centre that, that closed some years ago. That was the only other place that was open after seven at night that didn't serve alcohol.
4: You're right. And you know, we've just been talking about the pudding stop, which everyone loves, and they're open till eight, but not till later. And I think staffing is an is a is an issue, mm. particularly with a small independent. I think um, you know, if if you support local, then you're also supporting the fact that those people want to go home and hang out with their families and all of those things. Um, and a chain is possibly more able to get, I don't know, younger members of staff in. It it is a complicated issue. I do get that. And, you know, we've talked, maybe we should talk about that again. Maybe in January we'll talk about, um, going to places to find low alcohol and no alcohol options. Mm. Um, I mean, wouldn't it be great to have more art spaces and, um, you know more venues that people could just go in and get together. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the, the yeah, point I that know. was made to
1: me, and this admittedly might be a quite a small market, but that whilst yes, I mean, you, you covered this. We spoke about it, I think, last month, and you wrote a great piece in the Hearts Advertiser about your your na- was it your non alcoholic uh, pub crawl that you did. But but for some people, they they actually are you know their, their avoidance of alcohol is such that that they couldn't be in a place with alcohol so so prevalent um yeah and and there have you know in, in, given how our proximity to london and how cosmopolitan we seem to be in every other way it does seem strange that there isn't a single coffee shop that is open beyond beyond seven at night
4: yeah i agree i mean i've got teenagers as you know there's lots of reasons people don't want to be in pubs and bars um well if anyone's listening it sounds like there is a demand for it so um Yeah. Who knows? Watch this space.
1: Okay, but but in sort of summary, then you you sort of do do you think then that we all need to maybe think a little bit harder about about how green we truly are? If, you know, if if we're we're supporting issues surrounding climate change and, you know, we're we're great proponents of, of, of what was trying to be achieved at COP26. But maybe in our food and drink habits and when we eat out, we're not really practicing that.
4: Yeah, I think there's a real I think everyone thinks someone else will do something about it. I've heard, I mean, I was talking to people at the weekend and someone said, "Oh, it's for the young people to fix, isn't it?" And I'm thinking, really, you know, I think actually every single one of us, the middle-aged, the older, we make a choice every time we buy something, don't we? Mm. Um, you know me, I'm always going on about what's wrong with making your own lunch? Why can't you make your own sandwich? You know, our, we're not that time-pushed. That we can't make our own sandwich. We make a choice. Yeah. If you've got time to scroll through your phone in the mornings, you've got time to make a sandwich. But we're out of the habit. We quite like going into places, brightly colored places, and having someone do it for us. We make a choice all the time. And, you know, COP26 has got to, you know, ev- it's got to make a difference, hasn't it? We all live here. Um, you know, we can't, you know, we are drowning under seas of plastic packaging, you know. Rappers, wrappers because we're a little bit too lazy to make stuff ourselves. Yeah. So yeah, there's 60 million of us. So it does matter what we do.
1: and, And it's a really good point that you've made there about perhaps preparing our own lunches. If only somebody had written a book about it. Uh, that, that's that's what i say oh oh i, yeah. I found oh, one on amazon um <laughs> although other places are available because maybe that's not as ethical as it could be um but but yes of course becky does have her her book packed, which does give expanse upon this a little bit and gives lots of ideas on on how you can prepare your own very healthy and money-saving um lunches and we'll link to the book from our um uh from the description of this episode But, Becky, if I'm being honest with you, I'm getting a bit fed up of plugging that one book. Do you think you could bring another one out fairly soon that then we could mention that one instead?
4: Danny, you are such a good friend. Yeah, let's. so my new book is out next year and uh, out in January, and it's all about lunches. So, yeah, it's going to be brilliant to talk to you about that and share that with people. Um, You know what? It would be fantastic if people get behind that. That would be wonderful. But in the meantime, you know, just shop locally for for the small independents you know support them as well you know we've got amazing sort of places to go to and um that pays for their kid to go to their you know ballet lesson or a drama club or football club or whatever and it just makes a massive difference so
1: uh, becky thank you so much the, the link the, all the relevant links for, from what we've talked about are on this edition of the podcast will be in the description and uh we will we are going to speak to you again once more before christmas um so we we will um, we, we look forward to you again uh but 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 in the meantime uh becky thank you very much
4: thank you
2: bye
1: one more news story now from the hearts advertiser team from laura and from matt
2: did you know it's nearly Christmas?
1: Is
3: it?
2: It is. Wow. It's starting to look a bit That's like That's the sort as well, of investigative journalism
3: that Laura <laughs> excels at. Some, one of my neighbours has got their Christmas tree up already okay. and their lights. No way. Yeah. yeah. But of wow. course, we had the big Christmas cracker event at the weekend. Okay. In St yeah. Albans. And on Sundays, the similar thing in Harpenden, the carnival and lights switch on. So that's...
1: Now, now, are Harpenden, are they switching on their lights? Because St Albans, rather controversially, didn't switch on the lights at the uh, event. They didn't
3: do a big sort of, you know, countdown type yeah. thing, because they were worried about, you know, everyone gathering Well, everyone knows either. that
1: when you count outside, that attracts COVID. So, yeah, that's why they... Uh,
3: they just kept the thousands and thousands <laughs> of people that visited the city centre milling around. Yeah, Yeah. Actually, you know that they probably. They had a good enough.
2: band there, whose name I've actually temporarily forgotten. Did they? Yeah.
3: Oh, Okay. Um. Well the Beatles? Rolling Stones. No,
2: they played recently. The, the Farmer's Boy.
1: Okay. On well, that note, yeah, great. It's great
3: to have research. <laughs> yeah. In advance of these <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> All but, right. Yeah, but it but it was a huge success, uh, and it you know it, for many people I think it was it was a re- return to you know normality almost after last year's events were cancelled and but they still wheeled out those um installations didn't they the same ones we've seen for about five years
1: yeah (laughs) but but you know some people love
3: those don't they and they love the opportunity to have their photos taken yeah
1: well it's you know, it, it, it's... It is what it is. It isn't is it? what it is. And, yeah. and you know, so there are people who come... Have you seen the Christmas advert that's, that's been made for St yes. Albans? Yes. Have you? Have you seen
2: it? No. It's actually really good. Is it? It's really good. It does.
1: It, it makes me want to come to St Albans. It looks really it does. nice. Yeah. It's really It costs good. a lot of money, yeah. <laughs> apparently. Well, I, okay. Um, <laughs> I, didn't, I don't know about that, but... Pa- paid for by know.
3: city centre businesses. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: I'm sure... That
3: i tell you what I have seen is, is the one from Chloe James... And that's not a plug, deliberately. It's oh, yeah, that you. is good That as is well. absolutely pretty. Is this what, a, yeah. a TV advert? Um, it's no, her it's
2: little, a, okay. her advert for, to shop at Chloe James, yeah, isn't it? And she's yeah. made her staff into, like, little elves or something. Yeah, really. but
3: what, I mean, what is, is this a video? Yeah, it's, it's a video, is, right. yeah, on their Facebook page. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, oh, that so that's everyone's cool. making a real effort, I think. Because, mm. yeah. you know, last year was so horrendous. Yeah. And, you know, and, and dare I say, unprecedented um, I think people are, are really, you know, throwing the, yeah. pushing the boat out. Oh, good, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the the
1: Sonoma's Christmas video. It's got um, a local performer, Grace uh, George. She's there. oh, I know her. Bus- yeah, lo- very long
3: blonde hair. Really she was great in, in our video mm-hmm. last year. Do you remember Shit. when we did that video? Yeah, I think you put her right before mine or right yeah. after my clip. just oh, to, have yourself you know, a very little Yeah, pizza. That's right. Just because I thought you complimented each other yeah, really yeah. well with your vocal oh. yeah, it Yeah, it,
1: it showed just how great a singer she was. Also, yeah. you lot messed up the key on that and some of us sounded awful because we were singing a different version I, of it.
3: I have to blame my musical director here. No, it, no, it wasn't, no, Well,
1: Laura told me that it wasn't. It was whoever edited it together oh, because some to people had us. a different version of the song. <laughs> it was awful. I'm never doing one of those things again. Publicly humiliated myself. I'm not the we best Matt. I did point this out yes. to Matt
2: and Matt yeah. went, oh, no one will notice. It'll <laughs> yeah. be fine.
1: Yeah, because I'm never doing that again because I, I, I'm not the greatest of singers in the world there's a lot of really good singers locally and uh you know the fact that, that we're all singing a different backing tracks it, up. it didn't it was just awful <laughs> It was awful because <laughs> I know someone who is a really good singer who was on that video who sounded terrible because because, the, you know, it was <coughs> and they were singing the same version that I was singing. Oh,
2: dear. Yeah. But with backing the wrong key. Yeah. 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 No, I know. I know. It was a laugh. No, it wasn't. It was. <laughs> if you've got the musical ear of Madams, It's all right. Oh dear! Sounds me. all right. Oh,
3: well, we haven't
1: done it this year. No, that's a shame. No, we yeah, did talk about I, it. I'm busy. <laughs> whenever that is anyway christmas is here and and uh, as you would have just heard as well if you if you've listened this far through the podcast yeah you know, gray wall talking all about uh, the different things that are being put on by the council's arts team and we are lucky we've got a lot of talent you know we uh, gray says it earlier that that you know we punch above our weight in st albans in terms of the the, the talent that's around i think we do yeah.
3: Definitely. Look at the stand of our theatre groups and things.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's great, isn't it? And, and then, you know, the local musicians that we have as well. And, and you know, the arts we're, we're, are very well represented in St Albans.
3: Yeah, and the media. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, without that <laughs> There's only one
1: heart advertiser. Yeah, <laughs> and without that, it's the best print newspaper in St Albans. <laughs> and I'll challenge anyone to say differently. And that car park, if you want to say differently. Apart from Viz. <laughs> it's not really local, is it?
2: No, but you can probably buy it.
1: Thanks. probably buy it <laughs> wow that's more <coughs> more, uh, res- more research done there thank you for that uh, right okay so um, that's it for another edition of the oh. someone's podcast no. I know so is the sad bit I always imagine Wichita Lyman playing now you know like <laughs> on, on the old days of Steve Wright but no that's it for another week uh, thank you very much to Matt Adams thanks to Laura Bill uh, thank you also to Grey Wall from the council and also to to our very own Becky Alexander our, our own food and drink correspondent who's also sometimes in the heart's hand. Uh, we've got coming up on the St Albans podcast later this week we've got the film guide with uh, Sam and Chris that comes out on Fridays looking at uh, their oh, Sam's choice of films on free to air TV for the week ahead also looking at uh, the uh, new releases on streaming services uh, and uh, in the cinemas and also uh, a horror film uh, that Sam has chosen as well. Uh, so that's on Friday. On Sunday, we've got the Dagenham Street Baptist Church virtual service with Simon Carver. On Monday, it's one to one with Elspeth. And we're back next Wednesday with more of, of this uh, show. And uh, we've got as our guest next Wednesday as well, Anna from Communities First. We'll catch you real soon. Oh, and if you want to find out more, check out our website, uh, podcast and we're also on the social medias we are on facebook twitter and the instagram we are at st albans podcast
0: see ya thanks for listening to this edition of the st albans podcast with danny smith if you've enjoyed this podcast please rate review and subscribe on apple podcasts or a podcast platform of your choice this will help us reach more listeners join us the st albans podcast next wednesday for more news views and reviews in the meantime commit no nuisance produced by samantha Rolfe. Logo and artwork by David Ellis. This is an independent production in association with The Hearts Advertiser. If you would like to become a community partner or a sponsor of the podcast, please visit stalbanspodcast.com for more details.